coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. I said, brr, it's cold in here. Must be a blizzard a-blowing. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host Mark Mitchell. We're going to be—we've got a good show. First of all, that's the thing that I had to start with is that we've got a good show. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including. You have to reassure everybody. I do. I just—it's for me, really. I have to reassure myself that we've got a good show. Um, we're going to be talking about the news from the week, including Diablo Three coming to Switch, and then on Thursday we are going to be talking about summer games with Minzwi Karami. Uh, but in the meantime, Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Me too. I have no complaints. No complaints whatsoever. None. You you don't wish you had ice cream right now? I don't really like ice cream that much. That's, you know, they brought churros to uh-huh. work. So my yeah, day could not get better. You live in your best life. Yeah. Churros to work. Man, someone should start a band called Churros to Work. <laughs> Cuz that just brightens up the day. Uh, it's just it's it's put it on a t-shirt. Churros to work. Bring churros yeah. to work. Um We've been getting more requests from people on uh, the Switch. Friend requests, some would say. Uh, I love it. I continue to marvel at how many hours some of you are spending playing Pokemon. What's the puzzle game called? It's Quest. Not, puzzle, not even Puzzle Quest, just Quest? Just Pokemon Quest. I'd Look, I don't know, but some of you have put like 80 hours into this game. And I say, well done. Yeah, thank you. It's so, it's so much fun. And I love turning on my Switch and seeing that little uh, green dot. Yeah, the green dot that says, hey, by the way, you have friends. People want to know what you're up to. Uh, we appreciate it. Our friend codes are in the description of this episode. So keep it coming. Keep um, friending. If you want us to be our friends on Twitter, we are there as well. It's not called friending, but let's be our friends on Twitter. Um, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. Um, we've got a couple things that you can do with our email address, which, by the way, is Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. First thing you can do is you can try to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. You should do it. You should do it because here's the thing you don't want to spend money on this game do you and that's the only alternative is borrow it from me or spend money on it that's it so you can send me your address and i'll put you on a list and then i'll mail it to you and then uh, you can mail it back to me i pay for shipping both ways this is a zero you stand to lose nothing it's a great deal it's a great deal um and then the other thing you can do with our email address is send us your picks for the best zelda npc of all time because on September 13th, which mm-hmm. means we're going to be recording a few days earlier, uh, we yes. are going to determine the best Zelda NPC of all time. And you don't want to be left out of the conversation because yeah, there are so many to choose from. Yeah. And look, this isn't top 10. This isn't top five. It's not even top three. We are determining the best. King of the Mountain. There will be best and then there and will be And maybe King of the Mountain will be the one. Yeah. Who knows? It could be. Um, we've got a, a, a special guest lined up for that. It's going to be a great conversation. You have to be a part of it. Uh, special thanks to Isaac, Jason, Alex, Nicholas, Martin, and Dustin for already emailing with their picks. Uh, so if you're, if you're listening to this thinking like, I don't need to email into that, like you do, uh, Dustin has already got his picks in. You got to compete with Dustin. 
And you got to compete with these two knuckleheads because we're going to pick someone bad if you don't help us out. Um, all right, Mark, are you ready to get into what we've been playing this week? I am. Let's do it. I am. I have now finally gotten around to playing The Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds. This makes me so happy. This is a game that you lent me four years ago? Many, many years many ago. Many years ago. Um, after you played it, and I I had thought that I played like a bunch of it and then stopped. Um, but I don't think I did, uh, because after playing for just a couple hours, I'm like, oh yeah, this is all new to me now. Um, and so I think even just like my initial glimmer of recognition is because I'm so familiar with Link to the Past. And obviously this game is a, a direct sequel to that, borrows a lot of its look from that, um, and almost exactly the, the same map um, from, from Link to the Past. This game is great. I, I really like it. Um, I like feeling the little bit of like Breath of the Wild that's in there. Um, because the game very little bit very well very little bit but in that like the game just kind of like lets you out and is like you don't have to do a linear progression of uh of temples or whatever you can just buy or rent the items you need and then you're just sort of you just sort of go for it um which feels like big and open in a way that breath of the wild is uh one thing that i'm doing and it's the this is the first and only time i've ever actually done this with a nintendo game Every time it suggests that I take a break, I stop playing. So, like, whenever I have the game on for more than, like, 35 minutes and I go to save, it's like, you've been playing for a while. Do you want to take a break? And I say, hey, 3DS, you're right. And I put it down. I think that's nice. The Nintendo has stopped doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's also, I, I remember there was a, uh, a story, like, a, a week or two ago uh, where Nintendo was saying that they would put more like effort into developing VR technology when um, they've found a way around um, like people not being able to play for hours at a time. And it's like, but the whole, or for a while anyway, the Nintendo thing was like, don't play for hours at a time, play for an hour and then go do something else. Yeah. Here's like a graphic of a Wiimote sitting on a table with an open window and a breeze rolling in. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather yeah, go for a walk? Yeah. Talk to your loved ones. I think that's cool. I've always just blown right past those Me with too. a maniacal laugh. Like I'm like <laughs> Cruella de Vil cruising down the highway. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I'll put it down. I'll go do something else. And I'll be back within the hour. But like I do take the break, um, which is nice. I don't think I ever would have done that as uh, anything other than just right now when I'm committing to it. Um, and now it's just it's set a nice little thing. And I'll be playing in bed and I'll be like, oh, I guess it's bedtime now. It's leaving time. I had a small tragedy, time, very small tragedy in my life this week, <laughs> where my right Joy-Con oh, no. just stopped working. Now, just stopped, stopped, just like stopped cold? Yeah, so uh, there was a little bit where it was like spotty like two weeks ago. It mm. wasn't paired with my Switch anymore. And I was like, huh, that's odd because it was in the dock like you know, right. connected to my Switch, but I was able to, like, get it to reconnect. And then uh, this past week, just, like, totally dead. I think, like, the battery inside it is um, gone, just, like, completely shot. But to every cloud a silver lining, and that means I got a new pair of Joy-Con. Now, before we get into the new, the new pair of Joy-Con, mm -hmm. you didn't pursue any sort of, like, 
hey, Nintendo, fix my stuff. No, who has time for that? I've Especially for, like, a Joy-Con where it's like, I'm going to have to sh- send it in. Right. I'm still going to have to pay to get it fixed because it's past the warranty. Right. Then they're going to ship it back to me. It's a lot of shipping. And I understand that one of the things that we champion on this show is shipping my copy of Sonic Forces to and from you. But, but, but you don't have to talk to anyone on the phone when you do that. You have to talk to someone on the phone if you want Nintendo to fix it. Presumably. Yourself, right? what, what a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare. No, so uh, I, w- I wasn't going to have any of that. Right. Bypass the customer service experience uh-huh. altogether. I went to Best Buy. They did not have a lot of Joy-Con, but they had the one that I wanted, which was the Splatoon 2 green and pink Joy-Cons. That's so cool. Uh, I went from gray, which I like the gray a lot. But now that I've seen other people with, like, their colorful Joy-Con, I was a little bit jealous. Right. And this became a perfect opportu- opportunity to switch switch it out. Now I have three Joy-Con, That's which is also fun so for, like, Mario weird. Kart and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the first time that between us that we have purchased, that either of us have purchased, like, separate Joy-Cons. And don't get me wrong. I would not have done it if my right one hadn't crapped out on me after, like, you know, less than two years of use. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's not I mean you do you did say earlier that like here's the silver lining. It is obviously a cloud. But here is the thing that we can look forward to is at least a nice colorful new Joy-Con. But thanks to my heroic efforts to go to Best Buy and spend money, I was able to download and play the Valkyria Chronicles 4 beta. Tell me about that. Well, I don't think I finished it because I got like a couple missions in. Um it's one of those like uh, progress carries over to the actual game yeah, absolutely. kind of demos. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so Valkyria Chronicles 4 is like a strategy RPG. Okay. Um, turn-based or real-time? Turn-based. Okay. And I really, I just don't have the patience for games like that. Yeah. Like, I just really don't have um, the mental wherewithal to like figure out how I'm going to, my plan of attack and so it, as much as I think the game looks really nice, I think like the aesthetics are really beautiful. Um, the, yeah, the gameplay just isn't for me, but I think it's a, I, from what I can tell, it's a good game. Is, if you like that sort of thing. Is this a Patrick game? Would I like this? Um, you know, it might be. It also is like, what is your tolerance for anime nonsense? Oh yeah. I mean it's like it's, I think my tolerance for anime and nonsense is lower than yours. But you like Fire Emblem. I and do I, like and Fire I, Emblem. I think it's probably like an equivalent. Okay. You know, Fire Emblem like. Yeah. All right. Maybe I should check out this beta cuz presumably it's not going to cost me any money to do so. It none at all. Great. Um so you semi enjoyed your experience with it. Yeah, like I'm glad I downloaded it. It uh it seems like a good game, but I'm glad I downloaded the beta instead of buying the full thing because i can just tell that it's not a game for me yeah um man i love just being awash in betas and demos and games that you can play for a couple hours and be like oh okay i don't need to play anymore dragon right Ball i experienced it right you know um but yeah i don't need it anymore i can yeah. let it go perfect okay uh mark that's what we've been playing this week let's get in- into the new re- releases and what we might be playing next week Today, August 21st, All-Star Fruit Racing is released. Um, so we, we got an email from the, uh, uh, the publishers of this uh, 
you know, just like sending out uh, just the normal like publicity email. And for a second, I was like, cart racer. Maybe I do want to code for this, but I never followed up on it. <laughs> Maybe it's something that I will. And we'll, should we should we get codes for this and give it a shot? Yeah, let's get codes for this and give it a shot. And so I will say no more. Great. Until uh, we have a chance to experience it. Fingers crossed. Um, on August 23rd, Gone Home is releasing on Switch. Um, so I've never actually played Gone Home. I've only heard the uh, excited rumblings of people who have played it. Um, and I know, like, the twist of it. But should I... This is my question. Should... should this is an important game, right? I, uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. you I have know. heard the name, mm, but, but I know, it. like, nothing about this game. Uh, well, then maybe this is another one where we should just shut our mouths and then talk about possibly next week. It's a total shut your trap game, for sure. And then August 24th, Little Dragons Cafe is coming out. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited for this game. So this is the one by the uh, original Harvest Moon creator, right? That's right. Um, not the studio, but the actual like creative guy uh, behind it. Where you like run a cafe, maybe, that has dragons in it? Yeah, so you're like a brother and sister, and your mom gets sick, and some person is like, but there's this dragon egg, and so you have to take care of the dragon, because... Not uh, your mom, who is sick, by the way. No, no, no. She's like goes into a mysterious coma or something, oh, and yeah. so you have to like uh, protect the dragon egg or something like that, so that way she gets better. I don't know. It looks cute. I liked I liked what you were miming there. That, like you sort of like hunched over and like sort of He's making like a little dome over it. the egg. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm I'm interested in that game. August twenty fourth is also my birthday, so maybe I'll treat myself to a little dragon cafe. You've earned it. I think so. I've been good this year. That's not true. All right, uh, those, those, those are the new releases. Mark, let's get out of this segment. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So... For the duration of one performance of 4.33, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, today we are going to be talking about celebrities that we have been compared to or that people say we remind them of. Um, do you have, like, a go-to on this one or, like, something that pops into your head uh, a lot is, like, someone compared me to that guy? Yeah, one that always really threw me was, uh, I think, based purely on aesthetics, somebody said Steve Coogan. That's interesting, Steve I, Coogan. Yeah, I don't, re- I don't, I don't really see it myself. I don't, I don't see it either. I, I mean, especially just in terms of like how you carry yourself or like what you present as funny. So this was purely just somebody Someone just saw you. Yeah, it, like it was. Said, Who's that? It was Steve a Coogan looking guy. <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, I didn't really know how to feel about it. Um. I mean, I think with all of these, even when it's like complimentary, uh. It doesn't feel great for yeah, whatever reason. it doesn't. The other one I get a lot, I will tell you after you tell me yours. Okay. Well, so the 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 one that was a go-to for me for a long time, especially when I was younger, I haven't gotten it now that I, I have the uh, mustache and all that, but I used to get uh, Topher Grace a lot. Oh. Um, which, fine. Fine. It makes, like, and it's, 
it still feels a little bit insulting, and I don't really know why. But people, like people like Topher pe- Grace. People like Topher Grace. He's a handsome man. Yeah. Um, made famous for being on a TV show about being like a skinny white guy in Wisconsin. I was that for a very long time. So like, it makes sense. I get it. Um, but the, the there was one that happened that popped up a, a couple times um, a few years ago as Breaking Bad was coming back for its final season. Um, I had like a little bit longer hair and my glasses uh, were a little bit more like wireframey than they are now. Um, and on like three or four separate occasions, I had people tell me right around that time that I looked like Vince Gilligan, the writer, director, creator of Breaking Bad, including uh, Adam McCabe, who was subbing for an improv class that you and I had together. And it was just like, anyone ever tell you you look like Vince Gilligan? And I was like, yes, several times this week, actually. <laughs> That's actually, I I can see it. That can, one's not crazy, see but I mean that in like the most positive way possible. That thank you. Well, and again, like he's not a bad looking. No, man. not he, at all. And he wears his facial hair well, and like is a smart guy. Made one of the best TV, two of the best TV shows ever. Um, so like, it's a comparison that I w- that I will take, even though it feels a little bit strange. Well, as a general rule, I will never verbalize to a person who I think they look like. Yeah, because. They may not like that, even if I intend it in a flattering manner. Right, right, right. So who's who's the one that... French Stewart. French Stewart. What? I, I know. Is it because you're like a smiley kind of squint and like yeah, you squint squinty. when you smile? Yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Um, I think you and I have uh, similar eyes when we smile in that we both get squinty. Yeah, they definitely like shrink. Yeah, they shrink up. French Stewart, though, I don't... I mean, I think I think the similarities end at Third Rock from the Sun. Where he's, like, playing a character. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And I think it's purely when I'm, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what people... Purely when, what, you're high? (laughs) (laughs) No, when I'm, like, yeah, when I'm, like, laughing really hard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough because, like, people do remind, like, you'll, you'll, your friends will remind you of celebrities, right? Um, And... Like what? What are you supposed to do with that information? Just like, just keep it inside forever, right? Just right, never, or like, never tell a soul. Yeah, maybe tell like somebody you trust who doesn't know that person, so sure. there's no like investment there. Sure, call your mom. Your mom would love to hear from you, even if it's for you yes. to tell her what celebrities your <laughs> just, friends remind you of. Just call your mom; she'll appreciate it. It won't get back to your friends because when's the last time your friends talked to your mom? Hopefully, never. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I mean, I know I said nightmare scenario before about talking on the phone, but my friends talking to my mother on the phone, even more of a nightmare no, scenario. No, thank you. No, thank you whatsoever. Oh. Uh, well, like, I guess actually that time we actually we, did know. Yeah, we did. We wrapped it up maybe a little too nicely. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm happy with how that ended. <laughs> Today we were accompanied by an ensemble at the Musical Instrument Museum. So thank you for that, guys. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. Hey, there was sort of a Nindy Direct today. Yeah. Or yesterday, I guess, is yeah, the case Monday, is. Yeah. Um, kind, there was kind of. Kind of there was. Kind of. So they called it a indie highlight presentation as sort of like a, a kickoff to the week of Gamescom, which is happening right now. Uh, I'm sure there's all kinds of news breaking right now that we're not able to cover on the show because it's just happening. And that's the way the news works. Right. And this isn't like a live stream. It's not a live stream and we're not a daily show. So all of these things. We're also not the Daily Show. Oh, man. Wouldn't it be great if we were the Daily Show? That'd be nice. Uh, I mean, I like doing this, too. 
I'll we be, could do both. I'll be Craig Kilborn. <laughs> I'll be the desk. Perfect. Uh, in this video, they showed off a bunch of new games that we didn't know were coming, including a new Monster Boy game. Yeah, Monster Boy game looks nice. The art in it is pretty cool. Also coming pretty quick, right? It's out in, in November. Um, yeah, what, 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 so th- there were some games on here that we have seen before um, in, in previous like Nindy showcases like Bad North which is the uh, like strategy game, strategy, roguelike. They said roguelike like a million times during this presentation, by the way. That's all indie games are. You can't <laughs> fool me. Um, but it's the strategy roguelike where you are defending an island against uh, Vikings that are trying to burn down your village or whatever. We'd also, s- wind jammers had been, wind jammers, I can't mm-hmm. remember. Did I actually say that or did I say swind jammers? I don't think you said swind jammers. Okay. Like uh, they're riding bikes? Wind jammers. That had been announced for Switch, but I don't. This I think this was the first time that we like saw it in a presentation, mm-hmm. and then of course the reveal of Windjammers too, right? Um, and then also uh, Morphe's Law was another one that we had seen in a previous Nindy, uh, that was just sort of being elaborated on here. Both Morphe's Law and uh the other one we were just talking about, uh, something North, Bad North, Bad North. Um, I came out. Yesterday came out uh, like the same day as as the presentation, um, which is kind of cool. But like, uh, yeah, meh, meh, I guess it's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I like when they do these like stealth release type things. Yeah, especially uh, for something like Morphe's Law, which we heard about a while ago. Yeah, last wanna, year maybe. Yeah, I want to say it was two Nindies ago, two Nindy directs ago. Um, and Morphe's Law is the like competitive shooter where um you either like add or subtract mass to people as you shoot them. Um, so they get bigger or smaller so they can access different spaces on the map or be like these giant towering things. Which is a really fun idea. Uh, some of the like early impressions I've read have not been super glowing. Yeah. But uh, send us a code. We'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Was there anything else in there that was of interest to you? Oh, I guess we should elaborate on Windjammers for a second. Um, because it is the like old, um, is it like an SNK game or like a Neo Geo? Something like that. Something like that, um, which you know maintains all of its old school 32-bit style. Like, I, I don't aesthetic. think it, I don't think it's an actual like SNK game or you know like an uh, yeah. actual Neo Geo game, but it is in that style. It is in that style. Um, so they simultaneously announced uh, a Windjammers two to come out next year. Um, and we did, I don't think we saw any gameplay of that, just like an animated, uh, sort of trailer for it. So if you're excited about like, you know, disc volleyball looking games, I don't understand Windjammers. Do you? <laughs> no. If you're excited about it, we've got two of them coming up in the next couple months. <laughs> um, I'm also a sucker for like noir games. Mm, yeah. Uh, and so Night Call, which is a narrative game that you play as like a Parisian taxi driver that's supposed to come next year. Like. My interest is always a little bit peaked. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, and and it looks cool. It's like uh, neatly stylized. I don't know how long this is gonna sound dumb, and maybe I'll retract it on next week's episode. Uh, but I don't know how long I would could play a black and white game. Like I feel like that becomes uh visually uninteresting after an hour, two hours. No, I uh actually. Kind of know what you mean because uh, do you remember Mad World for yeah. the Wii? Mm-hmm. It was that same sort of thing where it's like it's just 
especially that game was very was visually very busy. It's yeah. difficult when there's so little like contrast between things. Yeah, I mean it's just like there are there are only a handful of ways to like effectively communicate things in a visual medium and one of them is color and like black and white can be a choice, but like is that the choice you mean to make the whole time and why? Why not make a different choice? <laughs> um I I also thought the uh the little trailer that they played for Baba is You um, seemed interesting to me. Uh, it's a game where there are like words that appear on the screen and you like rearrange them or remove some to change the rules of the universe. So like, you know, one of them is like wall is solid and you move solid out of there and then you can walk right through the wall. Or like, uh, you know, Baba is, and you know, it says like Baba is you and you change it to like Baba is cat and suddenly you're a cat. Or cat is Baba, and then like you and the cat are moving together. I don't know. It seems it seems like a like a twist on the sort of scribble knots idea. Of, totally. Uh, you have um, control over what the rules are of this universe. Um, that seems uh, intriguing to me. And then uh, Damon Baker, who's the head of partner management for Nintendo of America, uh, tweeted after the indie highlight presentation saying. Great to see all these international Nindies highlights. Wait, and more to come? Question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, and then winky face. It's that winky face emoji. You know he's got Damon, something. Up. Damon, you got us hook, line, and sinker. Uh, so what do you think he's teasing? Something fun? <laughs> Hopefully. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Better than something stupid. Uh, so, I mean, that that was very clearly a, like, European-focused uh, Sure, because it was, showcase. like, around Gamescom. And, it was yeah. around Gamescom. The narrator had a, an accent, <laughs> which means it's European. Um, do you think we're going to have, like, an American one? I don't or? think we're going to have a... Well, it would... If they continue to follow their pattern, we will probably see, like, another, like, Nindies Direct before the year is out. Yeah. But historically, in the next few weeks, we've had a straight-up Nintendo Direct. Sure. And, you know, the uh, Switch's online services, we know it's coming in the latter half of September, but that's still coming up pretty soon. So Yeah, I mean, it's my birthday on Friday, which means August is almost over. I'm going to keep bringing it up, by the way. You should. It's your birthday. You deserve it. Thank you. Uh, 3D platformer, A Hat in Time, has been announced for Switch. Um, that's exciting. This game looks super cute. Um, it's a, uh, like you said, 3D platformer in the style of uh, Mario 64. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I, they came to um, PC, I think, last year, uh, but it looks really good. And I'm, uh, that's one of the indie games. You know, there are always these like indie games that are coming to the Switch from other platforms. Um, and uh, nine times out of 10, I'm like, oh, I didn't really know about that or wasn't really excited about it. And maybe I'll check it out. This one I am excited about. There's going to be some new DLC available for it, and it, the Switch version will include split-screen co-op. Which we should play together. Absolutely. I think that sounds fun. Uh, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, the Castlevania-like indie game from legendary creator uh, Koji Igarashi, ha- had its release date pushed back again, this time to 2019. I feel like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm also, I didn't like back this game on Kickstarter. So, you yeah. know, when it comes out, it comes out. Yeah. And hopefully it's good. So the longer they take, uh, it, you know, if it pays off, that's great. Uh, and uh, Curse of the Moon, the 8-bit version of this. I think so. Um, was a super fun game. And it I was really fun. They're being made by different studios, but like presumably there's some overriding design aesthetic that connects the two. Um, so if this game is anything like that one, you know, it's, 
take your time and uh, get it to us when you get it to us, and we will happily play your Castlevania game. Also, just uh, Nintendo adjacent, but uh, they also announced that the PS Vita version of Ritual of the Night got the kibosh. So, so sorry if you backed it and we're hoping to get it on Vita. Get uh, it on Switch instead. Mm-hmm. They did offer to, you can change the, the platform that it's coming to, or you could even get a straight up refund if that's what you're interested in. But, you know, get it on something else. Why would you stop supporting it just because it's not coming to Vita? Yeah. You've got a console that's not Vita. Come on. You're listening to this show. Yeah. You at least have a Wii U. It would be weird if someone was listening to this show and they were just like, like they, I guess, liked Nintendo, but not enough to get a Switch or a 3DS. Actually, that's not that weird to me. Because why? like, why. uh, there were because we was... give bad information. <laughs> well, no, because I feel like you can be a fan of Nintendo and uh-huh. interested in what's going on in Nintendo, but not have like the time to, or even That's necessarily like the That's income mm-hmm. to play. I mean, I know that there was a time where I didn't play very many video games, but I was still keeping up on video game news. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that has been a constant for me as well, is that even when I go out of actually playing games on the reg, that like I'll still listen to podcasts and read stuff. So I take it back. I apologize to anyone that I offended. If you don't have a Switch, it's perfectly fine. You're just as good of a Nintendo fan. Uh, but if you do have that Vita kicking around for whatever reason, I'm, you, you're not going to get to play yeah, it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Pokemon. Oh, hey, by the way, Pokemon Go won't die uh at the pokemon go fest in chicago niantic ceo uh the niantic ceo gave an interview to the guardian revealing the game is thriving and the core players uh are more than enough to sustain growth and development on the game uh which is great It, it you know it's I think Pokemon Go is one of those games that we look at uh and think like oh that's a trend thing that like you know burns out because it was so huge for a little bit yeah um but I don't know about you. I've noticed more people playing it in the last like couple months um, since the like Let's Go updates uh, are like part of it. Um, so I guess it's uh, it's yeah, it's never gonna die. Well, and also like you know, it was such a huge phenomenon that even when it comes back to Earth, that's still such a large user base. Right. It's still too many people playing Pokemon Go. Uh, there's a new official Switch bundle. You can get. Uh, system with red and blue Joy-Cons and copies of both Mario Tennis Aces and 1-2 Switch for $359.99. Basically means you're getting 1-2 Switch for free if you want to think about it that way. And that seems about that's, right. Yeah, that seems about right. That, that's about what you should pay for it is not anything. Um, it is a little bit of a weird bundle because like for... I liked uh, Mario Tennis Aces. I think it should see a price cut pretty early. Uh, it's it's weird that like these are the two games that they're bundling and being like, have these great experiences. Well, to your point, I think this is a way to to like, move that to move you know Mario Tennis Aces, but not uh, give away uh, Mario Kart or Odyssey or Zelda or Mar- uh, I was gonna say Mario Kart again, but Splatoon, Splatoon two, which are basically right. like the games you are for sure going to buy when you get a Switch, right? I mean, you could throw arms in the other category, the one of like buy it because it's not going to be an automatic buy. Like they should do an arms bundle. Is yeah, what I'm and it, I guess it wouldn't like super shock me if uh, super shock. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so nineties. We should have like a super shock button that one of us like hits. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't. I'll work on a super shock button for it, next week. It wouldn't terribly surprise me if this holiday there's like a switch bundle that has 
uh, arms and, you know, like the yellow Joy-Con or whatever. Terrible surprise. <laughs> it's a different button. <laughs> also, Best Buy is running a deal right now where you can get a Switch and Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle for free. The, the Switch isn't free. You have to buy the Switch. But right, but Mario, the Mario Rabbids is free. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's a better deal. Yeah, I would definitely get that one. I like uh, th- I like that game. I think about going back to it every now and then. You know, I never finished it. I got pretty far, but again, it was like that strategy thing where it's yeah. like, uh, I my brain just doesn't want to do this. Uh, Diablo three is coming to Switch this fall. I am very excited for this. Mark, so am I. Do you remember back in March? Uh, of course there, I do. There was that tweet. <laughs> there was that tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where they're like plugging in like a devil or demon or like the diablo logo and it's right next to a light switch uh-huh uh-huh and and, and then people were like what is this what does this mean i mean everybody was like oh diablo 3 is coming to switch and they explicitly said nah that's right. not what it means uh-huh. i wish we were that clever right <laughs> <laughs> we're not we just like made this video where somebody plugs in something really close to switch turns um, out <laughs> turns out they were that clever uh so it includes all the content and expansions from the original game, local and online co-op. Awesome. Uh, the Nintendo Switch Online's subscription will be required for uh, online co-op. And because the game has been out a long time on other platforms, they know that you may have played it on PC or Xbox or PlayStation, but you're going to pick up the Switch version for the portability factor. And so you'll be able to skip the main campaign and just go uh, straight to like the uh, after game. That's and, nice. Yeah, you still start at level one when you do that, but they don't make you go through the whole thing. <laughs> you just die immediately over <laughs> and over again because you're too underleveled. And as is the custom with these third-party releases, uh, special Zelda-themed content is coming to the game, like Ganon's armor or Majora's Mask-inspired wings and a... Uh, how do you say this? Kuko? Kuko pet? Yeah. I, I, it's one I, of those I, things you've like... You you know, like when you're reading... a chicken. A, you know when you're reading like a fantasy novel right. and you yes. like see somebody's name a million times? So you have no idea how to pronounce it. So to communicate with somebody who has also read the book, like... Yeah, you just say, you know, the thing that's... <laughs> it begins with a G and ends with an E. Right. Because uh, you don't know how to pronounce it. How it, could it, anybody possibly? It looks like Garrett, but it has an extra Y in it. <laughs> that's how Kuko uh, is for me. Uh, I think that's legit. Uh, I'm excited for this. Me too. Uh, I haven't played a Diablo since the original Diablo. Um, and... I don't know. I think this will be a super fun game to uh, make Sarah play with me. Well, in local and online co-op, you and I can play yeah. at our houses. That's perfect. We can play it together. We can play it separately. <laughs> we can play it while recording this show. I demand that we do that at one point. Um, yeah, I am really looking forward to this. So as part of the press surrounding the announcement, Blizzard is also acknowledging that Overwatch is technically possible on the Switch, which, one, obviously, and two, this is a no-brainer. Wait, why do you say one? Obviously, just because it's a, okay, a so, PC game. And I mean, it no, scales cause, yeah, because like from day one, like Rocket League, you know, like it's possible. From day one, they're like, I don't know, we'll have to like look at it. Mm, maybe not. Like they were super like cagey about it, and and it was just like, yeah, this game is gonna be able to run on Switch. Yeah, um, and also just do it. Like just whatever you have to figure out to do, do it. Because yeah. Overwatch, Overwatch on Switch makes so much sense, and I understand. I understand that Fortnite is already on Switch and like there's all Paladins is already on Switch. Sure. Um, but I don't think Paladin stands a chance the second Overwatch shows up no, on the No, completely thing. agree. Um, other third party updates. So Dark Souls Remastered was originally supposed to launch back in May on Switch along with the other platforms. 
uh, did not release in May on Switch, got delayed to summer, and now we're finding out that uh, its planned launch is October 19th of this year. So that's more thematically appropriate, though, right? Sure. It's like, uh, it's like a creepy Halloween uh-huh, It's game. like a Halloween-y game. You remember last Halloween when we did zombie games? I do. Um, maybe this Halloween we do Dark Souls. That'd be great. Uh, so the Solaire of Astora Amiibo is also going to come out in October now. Uh, so... Do you think that any anticipation around Dark Souls Remastered, like, is this coming too late, or does that portability factor trump all? Uh, well, I think, I think the hype and the portability prevented people from buying the remaster on other platforms. Hmm. Like, if you have a Switch, I think people were like, oh, that's great, I'm excited for the remaster, or I'm interested in the remaster, or whatever. But I'll just wait until it's on Switch. Mm, I could see that. Um, especially because it's like a, a re, remaster and re-release of a game that has been out already. Um, and like if you want to play, you can play other Dark Souls games or Bloodborne. Or like there are other options for this style of game. Uh, and if you want to just like wait for the remaster in a way that is, you know, sort of that like magic of uh, the game and portable, then just wait for the Switch. I, I don't think it's going to matter that much. What do you think? Yeah, I I guess I kind of agree. I mean, I really feel like the portability factor is a huge selling point for any Switch title. Yeah. So it's like, if you want to play Dark Souls on the go, this is your one way of doing it. Yeah. And that's a pretty big, uh, like incentive. Yeah, because you can't play it on your Vita. <laughs> you, who has the Vita. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, this is the only way that you're gonna be able to do that. Last week, rumors of new Super Mario Brothers U coming to Switch started bubbling up again. We had heard about this, you know, from a couple of people previously. Mm-hmm. And I think like Emily Rogers on uh what is it called? Reset Era. Yep. Had posted something about it that she had heard something similar. This was like months ago. Yeah, kind of the 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 uh thinking being that they were going to announce it at E3 and then backed away from it for whatever reason. Right. Um, and this past week, comicbook.com had an article, uh, kind of reiterating those rumors. Uh, this article was not as definitive that it was like coming this year. They were Mm. just saying that one was in the works, but previously the rumors had been that it was, um, on its way for 2018. Again, this makes a lot of sense. You know, it's a 2D Mario game that was on the Wii U. We have seen pretty much every Wii U port that they've made. I actually, when I say pretty much, I think every single one has done better, if not significantly better on the Switch yep. than it did on the Wii U. Um, well, because a lot of the Wii U people are just going to buy it again anyway. Yeah. Um, and then, although I've actually been fairly good about that. Is that true? I made that <laughs> statement. Is it true? I did buy Mario Kart. I did buy Toad. I did not buy Donkey Kong. What are the other ones? What are the other big ones? What am I missing? Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But if they do New Super Mario Bros., you all probably buy it. It the rumors that it'll also include like the new Luigi U. Yeah, I mean stuff I, as well. I have that as well. I mean, we played through New Super Mario Bros. U and talked about it for this show. Mm-hmm. So, um, we both experienced it. Honestly, I even though I thought the game was like fun um but i didn't like love it i will probably pick it up just because i want to a 2d mario on it's gonna be Switch. so good like a multiplayer 2d mario you know and i know there will be those nes games that have some sort of 
multiplayer component. Right. But, but we're still not 100% sure that you can play them offline. Well, so and also, like, and this is just like, oh, I can have like my nieces and nephew and we can all sure or my brothers and sisters or friends just like play with different joy cons like it's a different experience right and you know that at the end of this year you're gonna have to fly somewhere to see your parents you don't call your mother enough i'll get to i don't have to you- i will get <laughs> to do it i will i will have the pleasure of flying somewhere but you'll be uh you know you'll have to travel right yeah bring this thing with you perfect um hd remasters of grandia and grandia 2 i don't even know if i'm pronouncing that right I mean, there are only so many Rondia. Rondia. Uh, have been announced for Switch. The games were originally released on the Sega Saturn and the Dreamcast, respectively. I've never played this series, but I'm a huge sucker for games of this era that like have passed me by. And it's like, oh, like another um, RPG, like classic RPG. Uh, sign me up. Uh, yeah, I really don't know anything about these games other than what we have uh, just gone through here. Uh, and I do... I don't actually know that I am a big sucker for RPGs of this era. Um, although I guess that basically pretty perfectly coincides with the PlayStation 1 era, right? Right. Uh, and I did... Okay, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> so I think, like, yeah, this first game for the Saturn, I don't know that it was ever released in America on the Saturn. I think from mm-hmm. what I was reading today that it, when it was brought over, it was only released on the PSX. Um, but there was like a two or three year difference. Yeah, but, sure. So yeah, so like that, I, and I don't know that I've ever played a Saturn game full stop. Yeah, wow, have I? When would I have played a Saturn? I've played Master System, I've played Genesis, I've played a 32X and a Sega CD, and I own a Dreamcast. You might be right. Maybe I've never played a, a Saturn. And I guess I still wouldn't be, but... Uh, well, you would be playing a Saturn game at least. Yeah. Hmm. This is troubling to me. I understand we're a Nintendo cartridge society and not a Sega cartridge slash disc society, but this feels like a hole in our collective knowledge. Maybe this is the perfect, like... uh... Place to stop? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, finally, Amazon is getting rid of their 20% off pre-order discount for Prime members at the end of this month. So previous to this... If you had Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. at least in the United States, and you pre-ordered a game, you got it for 20% off the list price. Now, you had to be able to pre-order it. There That's was, right. Uh, there was a while where um, like Sony was weird about getting them like first-party games for pre-order. So like you would have to wait until the day God of War came out to actually purchase it, and therefore not be able to pre-order it. Was that, that fairly discount. recent? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... Um, That's why I chose the example of God of War. <laughs> yeah, came out in April. I uh, it for a while. I think when like it first started, it was pretty much like on every game. Yeah, and that has slowly been walked back. And so this is just like the latest version of that. What they're replacing it with is you get a ten dollar Amazon credit for a future purchase, which is still. Pretty good. Yeah. Because like a a 20% discount is usually 12 bucks. Yeah. It's not terrible. I think like what people don't love about it is that it doesn't apply to the current purchase. Yeah. And I think it's also just like the latest sign that the only reason Amazon was doing this was because Best Buy had their Gamers Club. Which is also going away. 
Exactly. So it's like there's no competitive incentive to keep offering this. Um, I don't know when it is that my uh, Best Buy Gamers thing expires, uh, but I just used it. To, I, I saw this story today and was like, oh, right. I got to I gotta use it while I still have it. Um, I pre-ordered the next Labo kit, the vehicle kit. Oh, yeah. Because we got to build those things, Mark. Oh, man. That's pretty soon. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> that oh, was, boy. Oh, geez. Oh, golly, mister. I can't wait to put together those cardboard vehicles. September 14th is when that happens, uh, right after we have definitively decided who is the best Zelda NPC. Um, the point is, I uh, was able to place my order for it with the 20% discount, and on something like a Labo kit, I know it's only it's $70 instead of $60, but like, you know, having $14 off really makes a difference there. It makes it not feel like an insane uh, expense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing this does whether on purpose or not, because there's no real incentive for like Amazon to do this, but for Sony, maybe, is it gets rid of the, just like one more incentive for buying physical versions of games. Yeah. You know, I've I've gone all in on digital for my Switch, and I don't regret it, but I have definitely paid more for games, you know, in yeah, doing that. But you are rewarded more with Nintendo coins. Now I am. Yes. But, you know, at the, in the beginning, there wasn't that system. Um, I like that I just called them Nintendo coins. No one has ever called them Nintendo coins before. I mean, that's that's what the gold coins, platinum coins. I, I don't guess. know how that's better. I mean, they have, they have, but those are their names. So whether they're better or not, those are their names. That's a fair point. Um, all right, Mark, let's get out of the news. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. If you like this episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share things. Real life. Uh, go up to someone sitting at a bench. Right, put your 3DS down. Put your 3D... What? Because <laughs> well, you're playing it? Well, you know, like, I'm calling back to the Link Between Worlds ah, yes. thing that you were talking about. Take a break. <laughs> this is us telling you, take a break, go outside. Share this podcast with a real person in reality. Um, or get back on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. Collectively, we are at Nincart Society. We're also on Facebook, Nintendo Cartridge Society there. If you like Mark and Martin's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8 or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers, uh, really still kind of shook about that, uh, that, that Sega thing. We need more Sega experience. We'll get through this together. Thanks for listening.